Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing on the 24th of April 2020. It's, it's 8 a.m. in the morning, and yes, we are here at 8 a.m. every morning with you uh, on New Zealand Sport Radio. And in the news today, we have um, A-League's big meeting, all changed at the top of the ARU, and the British follow New Zealand and Italians lead uh, in the America's Cup. And let's get straight into it with our football news. Stephen from, the, from Stagland, bring us up to date. <laughs> Yes, good morning, everyone. It's not often we get a whole day's news with local stuff to talk about, but today is that day. So here is the football news you need to know about right today. The only non-local thing we've got is the Belarusian League kicking back into action, but we've got more New Zealand football cancellations. We've got a bit of an update around the Phoenix Academy, but first... It is 24 hours late, but the A-League has finally announced its decision or its announcement from its much-awaited April 22nd meeting. Yeah, I couldn't find anything on April 22nd. So the A-League certainly took a little while to get this one going. But unlike other sports, the FFA has withheld from making any ambitious promises. Now, while they've reconfirmed their intentions to restart the season, it'll only be done when a number of criteria are satisfied. Those being player and staff safety, state and federal border restrictions being lifted, large gatherings restrictions being lifted and social distancing protocols being agreed on by all governments involved. So nothing really that new at all. The FFA is hard to see training starting before the end of May, but does say that if the NRL can do it, then why can't we? And that is when they're going to re-update the situation at the end of May as well for another update on the matter as to where the league sits. So really, in a nutshell, They've decided nothing and just reaffirmed the updates they've already been giving over the last month or so. Moving on, but staying with the A-League, and it's the Phoenix Football Academy that has been placed on hiatus as the club comes to terms with the impact of COVID-19. We are back to writing more letters, which is the way things have been done at the moment, but this time the club is sending it out to Academy members' parents outlining the club's decision and how they will reassess when the grassroots football returns. 
The letter outlined no guarantee that every player would be able to return when it resumed and advised players were free to return back home. Around 60 players were involved in the academy, which has had high focus by the club over recent years, producing talent like Sapreet Singh, who is now with German giants at Bayern Munich, and of course current Nick stars Libby Karachi as well. Now it's more New Zealand football news, and it's all local today. They have announced New Zealand football that they have cancelled the Chatham Cup and the Kate Shepherd Cup as well. Now, the preliminary rounds for both Cups were set to take place this weekend with the finals day set for September the 13th. This will now be the first year the Chatham Cup has not taken place um, since it was mothballed in 1941 and 1944 during World War II. So this is really unprecedented times, isn't it? Now, while the Women's Kate Shepherds Cup has been ongoing since 1994, it's going to be the first year we miss out on that as well. Napier City Rovers are the current Chatham Cup holders and Auckland's Eastern Suburbs hold the Kate Shepherds Cup for them. Now, finally, today, the Belarusian Premier League kicks back into action. It's not slowing down this league. It just keeps on ticking up. And we've got a couple of games happening tonight. The opening game of the round will see the struggling and winless Smolovitsi, who are down near the bottom of the table, and they are hosting the 12th place Dymino Minsk. And then in the second game of the night, we'll see the 14th place Neman Grodno take on the hot starters who have quickly fallen off the place. That is Energetic, who started very well with three wins on the trot and now followed that up with two losses. So they'll be wanting to get their form back and continue to fight for those top of the table places. There's three more games tomorrow night and there's three more games on Sunday night as well to wrap up the round and we'll have all those results and fixtures right here each morning to keep you guys up to date. That is it for football full time from me, Paul, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you, Rich. Stephen from Stagland. And for those of you who enjoy your cricket, we don't have a cricket update today, but what we do have is a brand new cricket-focused show here on New Zealand Sport Radio. And it is called Swinging from the Hip. It went live last night at 8pm. So you can catch the recording here on, well, on any of the channels that you're watching New Zealand Sport Radio, either Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And it is also available out as a podcast. So go check that out. And you know what? We even have a celebrity, uh, X Black Cap, who is one of our co-presenters on there. I'm going to hand you over now to... Stephen, who will bring us up to date with all the birthdays. Good morning, Paul, and uh, good morning, everybody out there. And birthdays today, a star golfer from a young age, a midfielder that dominated the 12 jersey during the 70s, and a man that they called the Chiefs. Tony Tuamavave is a Samoan-born professional rugby league footballer who played for the Auckland Warriors between 1995 and 2000. Tuamavave primarily played at prop... And lock. He was nicknamed the Chief because he is a Chief back in his native Samoa. He represented both Western Samoa and New Zealand at international level. Antonio Tony, 1969. Tony is 51 today. Staying with the Oval Bull, Bill Osborne is a former New Zealand rugby union player, a second 5'8 and a centre. Osborne represented Wanganui and Waikato at provincial level. Started his career with the local Kai Edo club rugby union in Whanganui. He was a member of New Zealand's national side, the All Blacks, between 1975 and 1982, playing 48 matches, including 16 internationals. William Michael Osborne, born this day, the 24th 
<clears throat> excuse me, of April 1955 in Whanganui. Bill is 65 today. He actually formed a very good midfield partnership with Bruce Robertson during the uh, 70s. And uh, finally, well, a bit of a, a rock star golf player here. Lydia Ko is a Korean-born New Zealand professional golfer who became the number one ranked woman professional golfer on the 2nd of February 2015 at 17 years, 9 months and 9 days of age, making her the youngest player of either gender to be ranked number one in the professional golf. Upon winning the Evian Championship in France on 13th of September 2015, she became the youngest woman at aged 18 years, 4 months and 20 days to win a major championship. Her closing round of 63 was a record lowest final round in the history of women's golf majors. Since turning professional in 2014, Co has career winnings of $10 million dollars as of 21st of September 2019. Additionally, she is the first LPG a tour player to win at least $2 million in each of her first three full seasons on tour. Ko has won 26 tournaments in her career thus far, but it's fair to say after an outstanding start to her career and receiving so many, receiving so many accolades, she has not quite followed through. Ko is currently rated 39 in the world. Lydia Ko, born this day, the 24th of April 1997 in Seoul, Korea. Lydia is 23 today, so she's still young enough to turn this around. Happy birthday to all three. Thank you very much, Stephen, for those birthdays. Let's hope they have a nice piece of cake in their bubbles today and stay safe. Moving on to uh, rugby news, then Rayleigh Castle has resigned uh, over uh, from the, the Australian CEO, or the Australian Rugby Union CEO has resigned after pressure from, uh, let's be honest, a lot of um, Fox News uh, professionals and also from the a lot of uh, some of the Australian Rugby Union uh, old captains. There's been lots of things saying what's wrong with the sport, but there's been very few, uh, well, solutions coming out from the critics. But uh, it appears that the board lost faith in in, um, in Raylene and decided that they needed the space that would be given to them by her resignation to start turn, turning things around. There's obviously a lot of uh, negative news uh, in the press over there. Um, in a press interview, she was asked, does she feel like there's, a, there's been a concerted attack or a, concert, or a coordinated attack to get rid of her? Um, but uh, she refused to go down that route. Um, she was excluded from a board um, call on Wednesday evening and then was pulled out of a call with Super Rugby franchise uh, on a Thursday as well, which showed, which showed that, basically, yeah, that the writing was on the wall and that if she didn't uh, resign, then the board probably would have... Um, uh, had to well probably would have sacked her let's be honest uh this she had set up a uh put in a very good training uh, or coaching setup that would start next season around built around dave rennie she'd also uh managed the a, a strong crop of under 20s who lost to france in the final of the junior of the junior rugby world championship and the under 18s had beaten new zealand earlier so clearly the uh, development pathways in australia seem to be working uh, but as I say, that uh, uh, she has been, um, or she has now uh, stood down. After yesterday, that we said that the Blues had announced, had had said they hadn't uh, had to let anybody go. Um, a day later, we find out that they now have, uh, as have the Chiefs as well. Uh, obviously, it's sad that um, uh, that they've both 
had to let play had to let staff go. It, understand, we understand it's not to do with any of the actual playing staff or any of the coaching staff, but it's the backroom staff. So things like uh, media or business development are probably the areas that have been um, impacted. Uh, it's sad to see that this is uh, this happening. These aren't big organisations in the first place. Um, the also we, we've also had uh, the players. Rugby Union Association in the in Australia has also come out and said, look, Super Rugby needs to be um, revitalised. It's not putting bums on seats. Again, uh, lots of pointing out what's wrong, but no actual solutions pointed out by Fitzpatrick um, in his uh, uh, in, in his press release. So uh, let's see if anything does happen, or if we do go back to the round robin, um, fourteen uh, teams, or, sorry, fifteen teams in Super Rugby, or whether. Uh, that something else happens instead. I'm going to hand you over now to Stephen, uh, who will take us through our league news. Oh, thank you, Paul. Yeah, just a bit of uh, the Warriors news to start us off here. The Warriors have overcome a significant impediment in their quest towards being part of the revised competition. I'll turn my mic on. The Warriors have overcome a significant impediment in the, their in that their quest towards being part of the revised NRL competition in 2020. But it still seems unlikely that they will be able to meet the necessary timeframes for the suggested restart of May 28th. Despite the optimistic look of Project Apollo, the task force put together to find a way for the competition to restart as soon as possible. There is no sense that the NRL be, will be able to mitigate the challenges involved quickly enough. Head of Project Apollo, Wayne Pierce, asserted his commitment to the May 28th launch in a meeting with all clubs on Wednesday night. But so many hurdles remain. However, the, the Warriors have made one important breakthrough. The Herald understands that playing squads have agreed to make the trip to Australia whenever that is given the green light, without their wives, partners and children. The players have made a commitment that they will go first with the exception and hope that their families will be able to join them at some stage later. This was a considerable step previously. It was a sticking point as some players were reluctant to travel and relocate for months at a time without concrete plans being made for their families. But there has been a realisation that it was going to be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get permission from the Australian border authorities to bring families at the same time, given the extra uh, complications happening. And uh, finally, in uh, league news, the NRL players will be willing to as many games as possible in 2020 to fulfil the wishes of the broadcasters, according to the Rugby League Players Association. The NRL's revised season format will be likely known by the middle of next week, with Friday's Project Apollo meeting now pushed back until then. General Manager of Player and Football Operations, Clint Newlands, says the players are committed to fulfilling the obligations that will allow broadcast talks to have wrapped up in time with some potential negotiations with Nine and Foxtel could be complete as soon as, as, as Friday. It's expected the regular season will be anywhere from 15 to 22 rounds, plus a state of origin series played either late in the season or after the finals. 
No decision on whether that competition will go ahead is expected until August. Meanwhile, Newton said he had no concerns over the player's ability to perform in the Origin later in the year if the three-match showpiece is scheduled after the grand final. There has previously been an argument that players would be burnt out before the representative matches come around with Origin's Origin always previously scheduled for mid-season, but Newton said he would put his faith in the interim chief executive, Andrew Abdo, to decide, given his experience as a chief commercial officer and expertise on what will sell best. So there we have it, all the league news. At this stage, it's almost a case of get on, get on with it already. Back to you, Paul, and thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, and uh, at 2 p.m. today, we will have another long talk, uh, this time with Junior Poliungango, the uh, Samoan international. I apologise for my pronunciation, mispronunciation of his surname there. Um, yesterday, we had uh, the uh, volleyball CEO uh, on the long talk. So at 2 p.m. every single day, we've been having, uh, well, sorry, Monday to Friday, we have the long talk coming out for you. In America's Cup news, um, the Team UK and the American team, Team Magic, had started off with um, scow-shaped hulls uh, featuring flat hulls of their boats, whereas Team New Zealand and the Italian Luna Rosa opted with um, hulls featuring a skate-like bustles. Now, what that essentially means is that the American and the uh, UK boats had a smooth hull and whereas the uh, New Zealand and the Italians had a, a ridge running down the middle. Uh, we've just seen that uh, a photo from Team Ineos, the uh, UK team, and they have added one to their boat. So it looks like the UK team are following in the footsteps of the, uh, the uh, New Zealand and Italian team in their design, and we'll expect to see that in their second boat which with all the teams making their or trying to build their second boat as quickly as possible with the coronavirus obviously impacting that. We'll see whether the American, American Magic will follow suit. Um, the, the, but also apparently uh, we're going to expect the, the UK team had a more box-like aerodynamic sides to their boat. Um, and it's interesting to see whether we'll have the other teams will follow that innovation. I think we're going to see quite a, a lot of borrowing of ideas or stealing of ideas, you might say, between the boats on their second uh, uh, iteration. That is your morning briefing for today. Don't forget to join us at 8 a.m. every single morning. We will bring you up to speed with the latest or the most important news around the globe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.